not, not that much to go. Then we're done. <laughs> then we start again. All right. I think after all this learning, the lesson is just keep quiet. So. <laughs> all right. Divisive insights. If a person was present when a statement was made or an act was committed by an individual, and then someone else who was present points out to the person that the act was intended to hurt him, he may not believe this interpretation of what had transpired. Not only is it wrong to believe a report that is rechilos, it is also prohibited to accept an insight that transforms an innocent occurrence into a malicious act. Any comments? No. No, I didn't get that. Straight, straight. No, I, please start again. So if a person was present when a statement was made, okay. or an act was committed by an individual, and then someone else who was present points out to that person that the act was intended to hurt him, he um, may not believe this interpretation of what had tra transpired. So you interpret it some way, someone comes up, says, no, you should, it was really negative. They saying, Chofetz Chaim is saying, no, don't believe that person. Do you take issue with the individual who makes the comment? I, th I would say that you deal with him the same as any other person who was trying to peddle, peddle gossip. So you'd stay away or say, like, Thanks. I'm not interested, you know, like, thank you, but no thank you. I think that's the general approach to someone who is trying to give rechilus or peddling gossip. The way to handle it is to say, no. Nah. Don't get me in trouble with the chafetzchein. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> Stay away from it. Yeah. All right, let's do the second part. A contradiction. The gossiper should be filled with shame of his blatant disregard for the transgressions which he regularly commits. For surely he believes that every letter of the Torah is true and God-given. Imagine, imagine that the gossiper were called to the Torah and the portion to be read contained one of the verses which prohibits Loshan Hora, such as, Do not go as a gossiper amongst your people, which is from Vayikra. Accursed is one who strikes his fellow stealthily, which is from Devarim. Remember that which Hashem, your God, did to Miriam, from Bamidbar. Do not accept a false report from Shmos, etc. As the gossiper looks at the scroll's words, being, the scroll's words before reciting the opening blessing, he notices that one of the letters in, in one of the above verses is missing a point, rendering it invalid. Surely he would not recite the blessing, for he knows that in order to be valid, the Torah scroll must be complete, and, and that not a single letter may be deficient in any way. The gossiper clearly believes that every letter of the Holy Torah is true. Why then does he totally disregard these verses in practice? As mentioned above, a person should choose at least one mitzvah, to which he will dedicate himself with utmost devotion. This is, this, there are particular benefits in selecting the mitzvah to guard one's tongue as one singular mitzvah. We can liken this to earning a livelihood. The average person would 
prefer to have a steady livelihood which earns him a modest but predictable profit, as opposed to business which may bring him large profits but without any sort of regularity or predictability. The mitzvah shmira saloshin can accrue merit day and night in virtually any situation, whether one is at home, in the study hall, market, or at a social gathering, he's forever presented with opportunities to refrain from speak, speaking and listening to the forbidden. And as the sages teach, one who sits and does not commit a sin is granted reward equivalent to that of one who performs a mitzvah. So if you're going to choose one mitzvah to do all the way through, he's saying choose, uh, watch your speech, clean speech. I think people will do another one. Do another one. I'll get, I'll do the informant, they're short ones. Okay, necessary precautions. In light of the prohibition against believing Rechilos, one may ask, how can we ever consider such information to be constructive and permit listening to it? What purpose would there be in listening to information which is not permitted to believe? The answer to this is found in the halacha, which differentiates between acceptance of rechilus as fact, which is prohibited, and the taking of appropriate precautions on the chance that the report may be true, which is proper. To believe rechilus is foolish and wicked, to ignore it is naive and irresponsible. I think that's a, that's a big point. So you, you could listen to it, but you're not allowed to believe it. Saying to believe it is evil, to listen to it is smart. To, to listen at it and assess whether it may be true is smart. You had that same thing with, uh, like Amitai said, with uh, like your wife, if she needs to, you know, somebody to unload on that you can listen, but you're supposed to say beforehand, I'm, in my own mind, I'm not going to believe what they're on. Don't believe her. Or a friend. <laughs> Listen, but don't believe it unless you, unless you can... But you don't say that to her. Right. I'm going to listen to you, but I'm not going to say it. I mean, over here, we don't say the obvious. I think that the, the thing you said earlier with regard to never miss the opportunity to reframe from listening or reframe from participating, that, that it's very interesting because you, you're saying you miss the opportunity to stay away rather than participate. And I think that really uh, turned that, uh, uh, it's counterintuitive, you know. It yeah. takes a while to get used to that one. Well, that's why we learn these lessons. Right, right. <laughs> while, while one must not allow his relationship with that person to be affected by what was said about him, one must protect himself from the possibility of harm. Right. It's in our hands. The Talmud states in Yoma, that the second, te- the second temple was destroyed because of sinas chinam, baseless hatred, to which Lushan Hora is a prime contributing factor. If the sin had the power to destroy the existing temple, surely it has the power to prevent a new temple from being built. Therefore, one who will strengthen himself regarding Shmira Salushan and will inspire others to do the same will surely earn himself inestimable merits. The coming of Moshiach is literally in, in our hands, for Zohar Chadash states that a single congregation can merit to bring the final redemption by internalizing the quality of peace 
in the desired way, it is impossible to merit the quality of peace without first ridding oneself of baseless hatred and Lushan Hora. Whoever will strive to rid himself of these sins will have a share in the building of the third temple. Were we to be granted the opportunity to build the temple today, and all that were lacking was money, surely each one of us would come forth and contribute generously. Who would not want to share in temple's construction? In truth, it's not, about, it's not money that is needed. Rather, what each of us must do is uproot baseless hatred from within himself, refrain from speaking lotion horror, and acquire the quality of peace. How exalted will be those who merit these accomplishments. For when Mashiach will appear and the temple will be rebuilt, it will become known that they played an important part in bringing this about. What day are we on? One seventy-three.